When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. As we enter a brand new year, our mission is the same, to continue to rock your socks off every single week, podcast style. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast, and we're here to do what we say for another year, brand new. My name is Aaron Camaro. Joined, as always, by my good friend, in person, Chris Sinzak. Yeah, first time that we've been in the same room recording since, what, uh, March of 2020, I think? Yeah, yeah, because all the crazy pandemic stuff happened, and then we moved so far apart from each other, and so we've been doing everything over the the Skype and recording that way, and... This yep. is pretty cool to be able to come over here and actually be in the same room once again. It is. It's been a long time since we've done this. And uh, as somebody had commented on recently, we will get the Mooger Fuger thing done exactly at the same time. This yeah. Time. We get to look each other in the <laughs> exactly. eyes while we do it. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm excited to to hang out with you again and uh, and do this. And we got a ton of great music for you today. Oh, Yeah. So we're getting back together in the same room doing this. It's got to be a special occasion. So the year is now 2023, and we're looking ahead to the future. But before we get there, we've got to take one last stop and look behind us at a whole ton of great music that came out this year. Unbelievable amount of albums to have to go through to try to figure out each of our own top 10. Yeah, and it's, you know, every year it's, it's difficult to do this every year because so much great music comes out every year. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you might be surprised by some of our picks. I'm sure, you know, just like a Rolling Stone list, it might piss off some of you that are listening. <laughs> I uh, doubt it. <laughs> what, what makes a, what makes a list and what doesn't. But, uh, also my, uh, you know, a goal we always have with this is that you'll get turned on to something you didn't know from last year. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Well, we got a whole lot of rocking to do today, but you know us before we get to all that, we got to take care of our business and I am happy to report we have business to handle. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Reviews and recommendations to us, it's what it's all about. We do this show. We've been doing it for a long time, but we still to this day love to know that you love what we're doing or you got suggestions or whatever, you know, a perfect way to reach us with that. And also at the same time, reach other people looking for rock and roll podcasts is a sweet review or recommendation. Well, guess what? After not having any for the last few weeks, Shazam, we got three of them. Hat trick. Yes, sir. Hopefully this one ain't a curse. (laughs) But we're going to do them all three right now. This one's an Apple podcast review. It's entitled Metallica Part 1 and 2. It's five stars just the way we love it. And it goes a little something like this. Enjoyed listening to the Metallica retrospective. I was in junior high when Master came out. And you guys got me thinking back to then. Great show, guys. Keep it up. Go Bears! 
I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> he, he, he's either new to the show or he's fucking with you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure it may be the latter. <laughs> he got you to say that. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> but thanks for the review. <laughs> oh, man. That comes to us from Mallman C on Apple Podcasts. From right here in the good old USA. Here's another one. <laughs> Gotta love this. It's entitled Cool Old Dudes Talking Rock. Oh, boy. Five stars. This show is like hanging out with old friends. Love catching up with GeekWire. Metallica 1 was fun and easy. Great discussion. Let's see how they handle the post-glory years of Metallica. We did it. Yeah, I want, a, I want a, a follow-up review to find out what they thought of part two. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we muscled through that. <laughs> we did a lot more laughs in part two, I'll say that. Yeah, thanks, Josh Toomey, as always, for joining us for that. Thanks, Uncle Josh. Uncle Josh. <laughs> that's a that's going to be a running joke now. Yeah. And that one comes to us from Clint Kaufman, Apple Podcast Review, right here in the U.S. And to finish things off, we got a Podchaser review. If you don't know about Podchaser, man, that's a great way to leave a review for your favorite podcasts and you can review them right down to the very episode. This one comes to us from uh, EJ Spink 67. Five pink stars. You got to love that. And it goes like this. First rate podcast with a huge range of hard rock and heavy metal favorites featured. The best episodes, in my opinion, are the Albums Unleashed series. Blue Murder and Dio's Holy Diver in particular. Bottom line is, over the years, I feel the hosts, Chris and Aaron, have become my brothers from another rockin' groupie mother. <laughs> Don't talk about my mom that way. <laughs> the Decibel Geek Podcast is a the Decibel Geek Podcast is a cool mix of news, reviews, interviews, opinions, and just goofy fun stuff all of us rockin' metalheads can relate to. Rock on and become a part of the Decibel Geek community. Well, I can't say it no better than that. <laughs> That's a great review. Thank you so much. And yeah, those those two uh, albums unleashed in particular with uh, the Apathy slash A Peace Brothers yeah. was uh, a lot of fun. That was good stuff, man. So them the, them are the kind of things you know you look back on and be like, you know what? I'm proud of those. They yeah. turned out so good. Yeah, great stories in both of those. And also want to give a, a shout out to the, epi- the to the interview we did in person with the brothers at uh, yeah. SIR in Nashville last year. So many, if you haven't listened to that, you owe it to yourself to listen to it. Cause there's some amazing stories in that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a highlight too. You know, being in front of their most supportive and ardent fans and doing an interview live in front of them yeah. and then getting an applause afterwards and being told how awesome it was, you know, when you're doing it right, for the most hardcore fans and they're loving it, that means something. That was a great way to to, to kind of cap out Rock and Pod Weekend last yeah. year. Yeah. No. Are you ready for Rock and Pod Weekend this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's gonna happen either way. Though, right, right. Yeah. Whether you're ready or not, here it comes. Talking about March 18th is Rock and Pod, but it's not just the 18th. Oh. We're taking over Music City in the name of rock and roll the whole weekend, the 17th through the 19th. Rock and Pod, you know what that is? It's where we take all these rock stars, we bring them to Nashville, we're doing it at the Tennessee State Fairgrounds in this big old rock and roll building, and we're going to have the rock stars there, we're going to have the podcasters there, we're going to have the fans there, the vendors there, everything rock and roll that you could ever want or imagine. We'll be at Rock and Pod that weekend in Nashville. 
If you haven't got your tickets yet, I got to tell you something. Here's the way to do it. Because along with Rock and Pod comes a very special event. And I'm talking about Keel Fest 2. And right now, you got to get those combo tickets. Because if you're coming to town for Rock and Pod, then you're definitely going to go with everybody else after Rock and Pod and go to the Keel Fest. So you might as well do the double up ticket and get them all together all at once. And then we go from Rock and Pod and the night continues on and we go and rock and roll at Keel Fest 2. It's going to be amazing. All the rock stars are going to be there. We're going to be doing rare hair again this year. Yeah. That's where we take all the guests and we mix and match them. And our friend Tyson Leslie, who's amazing, he figures this all out. We don't even get to know. It's all going to be a massive surprise like always. You'd never know what the awesome artists are going to be doing or who they're going to be playing with or what song they're going to be playing. Talk about, jeez, uh, I mean, look at the guest list already. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Jason McMaster and Stevie Rochelle is going to get up on stage and hell yeah! I don't know what he's doing yet. Um, Hopefully, a Cheeseheads with Attitude song. I don't think that's going to happen. To celebrate, that's by then we'll um, know that the Packers won the Super Bowl, right? Oh, really? In the future, yeah. You mean the Chiefs? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Right, Maybe this not, is the year. This isn't Slobberknockers. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's change the subject. But uh, and also our you know our recent big guest announcement, Eric Martin from Mr. Big, is yeah. joining us, and he's going to do a song or two at the at the show too. That's I can't awesome. wait for that. Big times for them too with yeah. the announcement, Mr. Yeah. Big coming back. We're all waiting to find out. Yeah. Is it going to be Alex Van Halen? It's not going to be Alex <laughs> Van Halen, Aaron. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be Alex Van Halen and Stevie Rochelle is going to do a Cheeseheads with Attitude song to celebrate the Super Bowl victory of the Packers at Rockin' Pod. How much weed did you smoke before <laughs> we got started today? <laughs> well, it is Saturday. It is Saturday, yeah. Um, but now it'll be it'll be great no matter what he does. Yeah. Uh, his, his voice is killer. We're working on other acts. Obviously, Aaron's uh, Eric's going to be at the uh, Expo on Saturday. He's <clears throat> going to do a live interview, uh, a one-on-one on-stage interview about his career. He's going to do interviews with the podcast. Um, and then we're working on some stuff for Sunday with him. I can't announce it just yet, but, uh, yeah, you're going to want to come for the whole weekend, especially if you're an Eric Martin fan, there's going to be a lot going on with him. And then I, I'm working on more guests. I'm trying to get it done, uh, before the end of this month. And, uh, there's some cool vendors that are signing up and, uh, yeah, we'll be in, just follow the rock and pod social media accounts and, you can keep up with everything. If you're a podcaster, you want to, you want to join us. We're running out of room for podcasters. So, uh, go to rockandpod.com, get registered if you're on the fence about that before you run out of room. I see most of my favorites have already signed yeah, up. We have a lot of friends coming back this time and, um, and some new shows too. It's going to, it's going to be a great mix of people. And, uh, if you're, if you're a vendor, you sell cool rock and roll and or pop culture, comic horror related, you know, cool stuff. Um, you can vend at rock and pot on Saturday and also vend at the, uh, Nashville comic and rock weekend at, on Sunday, it's going to be oh. in the same room. So you can vend to two different audiences. We have a really low price for, for both days, or if you just want to do one, that's fine too. Um, but yeah, everything's at rockandpod.com. More announcements are, are coming soon. I love it. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer all the time. Here we are 2023 and rock and pod. It's right around the corner. So make your plans today. To join us that weekend here in Music City as we're going to rock it out, as always we do for Rockin' Pod. It's going to be a fun weekend. You bet. I can't wait. So we got to continue on because we got a long ways to go today. You know, last week we had a lot of fun. The last two weeks we've had fun. We had a couple of geek wires in there, and we did part one and part two of Metallica, the best and worst to round out the year. Metal Mike Tyler joined us for part one. Uncle Josh joined us for part two. 
And you know what? I love it that we got uh, reviews about it because it was a lot of fun to do. One of my all-time favorite bands. And it was a good reintroduction to Metallica and excited about what's in our future in 2023 when it comes to that band. I do have to ask, Aaron, have you listened to Lulu since the episode? Absolutely not. I've taken a vow. I've told you. Oh, yeah. Our friend Patrick Breen, who's a listener and, and uh, you know, posts on the on the Decibel Geek pages a lot, mentioned that something like, this inspired me to possibly listen to Lulu. Now, remember, I said possibly, and I, I didn't comment, but my I wanted to say, well, at least one person will listen to the fucking record. Uh, Josh and I are still mad at Aaron over that. I don't need to listen to it again to know. Yeah. I listened to it that one time. Uh-huh. The best, none. The worst, all. Lulu. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So easy. But we want to thank everybody that has took the time to share and retweet those Metallica episodes because we had so much fun putting them together. And you know, one of the best ways to let people know about what we got going on here at the Decibel Geek Podcast is to simply take that episode. For example, today, the best of 2022. When you see it on Facebook or you see it out there on Twitter, you share it, you retweet it, a list gets compiled. A list of what? Awesome, awesome people that took the time to help us get the word out. So when this happens, we got to honor these people, right? It's the right thing to do because they're only the coolest people on earth because they are our Geeks of the Week. Geeks of the Week this week are Adam Cox, Rock and Run Running, Kristen Schimbeck, Jerry Soup, Al Horta, Simon Cat, Paul Korn, Darren Parkin, Craig Turdich, Shane Aber, Keith Rockford, Shea Hargett, James McElhenney, Myra Chapman, John Phillips, Warren Edward LaRue Baker, Aaron Baker, Brian Knapp, Mike Parnell, Pantheon Podcast, Lance Buckhammer. That sounds like a great wrestler name. Yeah, or porno name. Yeah, true. Yeah, Buckhammer. Uh, Thunderfuck and the Deadly Romantics, another great porn name. Uh, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Sit and Spin with Joe, Mark Alden Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Mark and Jerry BS Sessions, Chris Donay. Todd Cunningham in Obscuria podcast, David Cathy, Patrick Breen, Samuel Wetz, David Glenn, Nige Savage, Sean Geek in the Fast Fret podcast, Ernesto Aguiar, TJ Cullen, Focus on Metal podcast, Kevin's on Fire, Eladio, Vet Halen, Whiting Guitar Works, Jay Shabluski, Daniel Lee, Gregory Mew, Sean Cullen, Will Honeycutt, Joseph Capone, Victor Ruiz, Scott Crouch, and as always, look into my eyes, the Mooger Fooger. Oh, yeah. I did it. <laughs> I've never felt closer to you, and we've got the Mooger Fooger to thank. <laughs> That's nice, but I'm not spooning with you later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rock and roll. Feels good. Big kickoff to 2023 right here with one last look back at 2022. You know, and we talked about it back in these last few years with the pandemic and people being in lockdown and you know, the lack of concerts for a while there, you know, and we thought, well, obviously this would mean that these artists are going to be going back into the studio. I mean, with the downtime, they're going to be writing new material, I would sure think. Yeah. And man, did we get a tidal wave of music? I mean, this year may have been one of the most difficult year ends that we've ever done, I think, because I mean, just because of the quantity of quality that we got in 2022. Yeah, there was a lot. And I I think, it's probably safe to say that the vast majority of, of the stuff we're going to be playing for you today is stuff done during the lockdown, I would yeah. think. We reap the benefits. At least one good thing came out of all that mess. Right. But yeah, we each got 10 songs, 10 bands, 10 albums, our top 10 of 2022. Yep. 
do you want to start out talking about some of the other stuff before we get into the the meat of it? I mean, because there was a lot of albums that came out this year and a lot of stuff that almost made my list. Some yeah. things that I thought I'd be excited for that I end up being disappointed in. And, yeah. you know, I mean, just so much, so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. let's go over kind of the also-rans of uh, 2022 for each of us. Okay, few I got on my list. I mean, this one really held on to the last minute but just got bumped out by something else literally as late as last night. Cause I had Scorpions rock believer on Me my too. list because it's a damn good album. Did not make my top 10. No. And I'm a surprise. Cause for a long time it was right there. Same here. And that's what I thought, you know, golly, the amount of music that we got where a really great, strong album by the Scorpions as good as it is mm-hmm. has to get bumped down out of the top 10. It doesn't seem right, but yeah, it is. It's the truth. Another one I liked that kind of sat on the border with me was uh, the latest album from Fozzie. Boombox. Yeah, Boombox was pretty good. I like that. My, my issue with that one, and I, I, I like a lot of the songs, the production and kind of going over the top, trying to make it kind of have that modern sheen to it. Yeah. Is, it kind of turned me off. Uh, yeah. To be honest with you. In a lot of ways, it reminded me of the production on the last Ozzy album where yeah. everything was kind of robo. It, yeah. It's, it's like, I I get what they were going for. They're trying to make it sound new for today. Right. But a lot of those songs, I'm thinking, man, strip down. This would be so much better. Yeah. I don't know. Great songs. Though. Almost I made my list, good. though. Yeah. yeah I mean, me I like too. a lot of the songs. Enough's Enough came out with a new album this year. Yeah. And it's tough when, you know, some of your favorite, favorite bands and stuff that you're really looking forward to comes out. And then you're just kind of like, that's yeah, all right. Yeah. That was kind of my takeaway from it, too. Got a couple cool songs on there. I mean, I don't know. Something's different about it. It's like the guitars don't have the punch that the last, yeah. when they did the Hard Rock Night album, where that they did the Beatles awesome. and Beatles-related yeah. covers, it was like the production on that was so strong, and the guitar tone was so good. Yeah. But then to jump to Finer Than Sin, yeah. something's lacking there, and this I'm not one, sure why. Yeah, this one... Cause I gave it a real shot. Cause I wanted to, I, I, I do like it. I just don't love it. And I think it feels like it was rushed. It feels yeah. like they didn't give it enough time to put the, the material together. And then chips enough also had a solo album come out right. this year. I too. actually like that better than the yeah. enough record to be yeah. honest with you. I don't know. There's, there's stuff on yeah. both of them. I like, but you know, enough's enough. Usually that's a given to be in my top 10, probably mm-hmm. usually in most cases, the top five. I'm kind of surprised to be honest with you. Well, you know, we've talked about it all year so far. You know, my my reaction to the new Ugly Kid Joe album is like, what are the odds that Ugly Kid Joe comes out with a new album and it's not number one on my list? (laughs) Yeah, I thought that would be a lock. But then I heard it and I was kind of like, I don't know if Aaron's going to love this. There's like three songs on there that I really like a lot. Yeah. But three songs doesn't carry you your whole album, you know? There's a lot of stuff on there that's, I don't know, it just... It doesn't have the edge. It doesn't have the, the you know, grab that other Ugly yeah. Kid Joe albums have for me. Yeah. Some weak songs. I'm sad about that. Yeah. I mean, a couple of songs that I do, like That Ain't Living, I think that's a great song. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a few that are really great, but then there's also stuff where you're kind of like, why are they doing this? Yeah. 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 A couple of years ago, an album came out. It was called Richard's Crane, and it was all acoustic pretty stuff and you know Whitfield Crane's such a great vocalist that even on the ballads he sounds great right do another one of those don't intermingle that with the ugly kid Joe let's keep the ugly kid Joe rocking it was a bit scattered 
man, now I've done this. They're never going to come to the States. <laughs> that wasn't happening it. anyway. <laughs> a few other albums I really liked that were on kind of close for me. Yeah, I was surprised by this. The new Kid Rock album has got some cool stuff on it. I didn't even listen to that no? one. <laughs> no? I couldn't tell you a thing about it. There's some cool songs on there because he does, it's a mix of stuff. There's some stuff that's really poppy. There's some stuff on there that's super country. Right. But then there's a couple of, well, at least one song on there that sounded like it could come off of Devil Without a Cause. Mm. And then there's some hard rock and stuff on there. But my favorite is like this kind of ballady country song called, I think it's called That Ain't Nashville hmm. or something like that. But it's a song about how, about like uh, the bachelorette parties and oh, yeah. everybody's drinking Michelob Light. <laughs> and it's like in the chorus and it goes, and this ain't the Nashville I know. He's from Detroit. I know, but he spent a ton of time here. <laughs> okay. He lives here now. I know he lives here now, but I'm I guess, just like, yeah, he wasn't okay. here in the era before. He the misses 2006 parties. era now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before all the pedal buses and scooters. I was born here in 1976. I think I know Nashville a little better than yeah. Kid Rock, but he's not wrong. No, um, he's definitely not it, wrong. It has changed a lot. Yeah, it's a tourist trap for sure. <laughs> Most of the year, except for the uh, weekend of the 18th. Well, then it's cool for Rocket yeah. just for that weekend. Right, but we ain't riding no shuttle buses or no. woo, downtown. <laughs> there are no trailers with people throwing up, singing karaoke on uh, at Rocket Bot. I can promise you that. Fighting each other because you're not pedaling hard enough. Yeah, I was gonna do a, <laughs> we're not doing a pedal tavern. Podcasters are too lazy for that. Yeah. <laughs> Including ain't me. ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Uh, this one was real close to making my list, and I really don't have nothing bad to say about it. The new album from Soulfly, Totem, oh, was pretty heavy and really cool, and I would I would put that definitely top 15. Um, another one I found that was really cool, you know the band Skull Fist? Oh, yeah. They're Did like they put a, a record out? Yeah, they're a heavy band from Canada. They Every put year. out a new album called Paid in Full. Every year I miss somebody. It's freaking awesome. Damn, I need to listen to that it's really shit. Good. That probably would have made my list because I love them. Uh, here's a couple of albums I actually picked up this year. Uh, the new one from Disturbed. Actually, I, that's the strongest effort they've had in a long time. Yeah, I, I bought that when it was new because I went to a record store and they didn't have what I was looking for, but they had that. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm in here, you know, and if I don't get it today, I'll probably never find it again. Right. And uh, so I grabbed it and took it back, listened to it. And I thought it was pretty damn good. It's got, it, it reminds me of their first record a lot more. Yeah. This next one I picked up when it was brand new, too, and it would have sat on my list for quite a while, but little by little, other stuff kind of pushed it out, and that's the new album from Hailstorm. Yeah, that almost made my list. Because that has I liked a bunch a of good songs on it. Yeah, Lizzie sounds amazing. Yeah, right? and the band sounds great, and the guitars well, are on the money. And I know you're not a power ballad guy, but there's a power ballad on there called Raise Your Horns that is so fucking good. Yeah, it actually <laughs> is pretty cool. It's a great song. <laughs> It's an anthem for it sure. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I, I dug it. I dug that album quite a bit. Yeah. Um, let's see. The new Ghost album. Did you I, give that a listen? I did. I, I gave it several listens. Yeah. Um I liked it for the most part. Um it's still not it's not as good as the previous records of theirs, and even those didn't make my list. Um yeah. I've come around on them a lot more in the last couple of years. I like this last album. Yeah. I think there's five really strong tracks yeah, on it's there. Got good but music on it. Half a great album. Don't get you in the top yeah. 10 around here. All right. Ghost. Sorry. Um, this one I found was pretty interesting. Zinni Zan, oh, the yeah, original lead vocalist of Shotgun Messiah. He's still out there doing stuff. He's got this kind of electronica 
rock thing going on. It was called Lullabies for Masses. Kind of weird. Kind of cool. The world wasn't ready for a Zinni Zan electronica. <laughs> Who knew? And he might have been doing that all along. I don't know. This, Although, yeah, it might I mean, not Tim be a new Scold, thing. you know, his bandmate, he's gone off in some odd directions over the years, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Guar had a new album out this year, The New Dark Ages. I'm had, surprised that didn't make your list because yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed that one. It had some good stuff on yeah. it, too. Again, that's Guar, you know, is usually probably going to make the top 10 for me, but. This year again, so much good stuff. But I mean, no Dave Brocky. Is it is it the same? I mean his personality was such a big part of that band, you know. I mean the music's still good. Yeah. It's still fun. They still create music that, you know, would be guar. Yeah. But I mean, it's never gonna be the same no. as without Dave Brocky. Yeah. He was never. the heart and soul of that band. Yeah. That still kills me. But I still support Guar. Sure. Um, Michael Monroe. Had a new album this year. I live too fast to die young. Didn't like it. It's got a few good songs on it. Doesn't measure up to the last couple records. No, it definitely. I I had high hopes for it too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, when I listened to it, I thought, "Mm, yeah, some pretty cool stuff on here, and some stuff that's actually kind of bad. Most of the record is kind of the middle is equal to the middle of the road tracks on the last couple. I just there wasn't anything that stood out to me on it. Let's see. The Cult came out with a new album oh, this year. I didn't. That's that another one I was down disappointed me. by. Yeah. The Red Hot Chili Peppers came out with two albums this year. I think they were double albums. I got them both. You did? Maybe enough for an EP out of all them songs. I haven't listened to either of them. I like Chili Peppers, but it's like the further they go on, the less songs I like on their albums. After the eighth song about the state of California, I kind of think <laughs> That was a long time ago. <laughs> they used up that quota. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I didn't really like the new Def Leppard at all. I gave that a listen. That was a huge disappointment. It, the, 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 wasn't really. Yeah. Well, they had, I can't remember the name of the song, but like they did put a single out. I think it was, oh yeah. Take what you want was the single. And that sound pretty da- as close as they can get to sounding like classic Def Leppard. And I was so excited for the record. I was like, man, this, there's hope here. Yeah. And then it's uh, duets with Allison Krauss and all kinds of weird shit. I was just like, oh, this doesn't work. Way to go, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined Tesla, now you're ruining your own band. Yeah, well, at least you should just stick to ruining Def Leppard. Yeah, leave Tesla alone, Phil. Uh, the Slipknot album that came out this year. I think there was some good okay. stuff on there, some good heavy music, and you know, I picked that one up too. I find this music store down by my house and they actually get the new CDs when they come out. And so like every week I like to pop in there just to see what there is. And sometimes it's like, well, there ain't nothing here but the new Slipknot. So I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't mind it. Yeah, I thought it was, okay. there were some good spots on there. Other stuff. I mean, I got Tony Martin's Thorns. Thought that was pretty good. That was, that's top. That almost made my list. That would be top 20 for sure. His voice is fucking impeccable he sounds just as good now as he did in the 80s which is saying the weird thing about that record and um i know i'm not doing my list right now but i just want to chime in on this because it was it was a big time in contention for me i like it the production value is not great and then also the guitarist he used on the band was a uh pantera tribute band guitarist and you can hear that on the record there's a lot of pantera type riffs 
And that was kind of the disconnect that didn't that made it not make my list because it's kind of like I'm listening to these Pantera riffs and then Tony Martin from 80s Black Sabbath is coming in singing. Yeah. It was kind of a weird mix. There are some Sabbathy things on here, but then there's several songs with these Pantera riffs and him singing over them. It's kind of like a little odd. Hmm. But it, he's a he still sounds amazing though. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool to see him get back together with Tony and do something. I'd love it. Yeah. I love those. I love those albums from that from that period. They're very, very, very highly underrated, yeah. for sure. Uh, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard came out <laughs> with like eight albums. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with them. I didn't actually get any. I might have got one, but I can't remember which. Um, remember Stabbing Westward? I do. They had a new album come out this year. Did you listen to any of that? I tried. It uh, it didn't do anything. No, for me. it's too electronica for me. Yeah. They used to be a little bit heavier. I liked them back in the day, though. Yeah, they had some good, some pretty cool songs. Uh, what else I got on my list? Uh, new Papa Roach album sucks. Yeah, I didn't like it either. They're really trying to be modern with yeah. that one. Man, a lot of stuff come out this year. The new King's X. Oh, I would think King's X in on paper would make my top 10 would make your top 10. That was my dis- big, bigger disappointment with that than the Def Leppard record. Cause I, ha- I expected more. Yeah. See, yeah. at least with Def Leppard, you don't expect much. Well, they used the name, they used the words three sides in their record name. And I knew that was a problem. <laughs> Bad move right yeah. from the start. Let's stir that shit up again. <laughs> Probably edit that out. That's funny. Well, if you do edit it, I would save it for the VIPs. <laughs> right. Yeah. They like that kind of stuff. Just kidding. We're all good. Um, Let's see. I checked out some of the new Nazareth album. I didn't listen to that one. You know, I mean, it's really not the Nazareth you think of from the back in the day, but it's cool that they're yeah. keeping the name alive. And, you know, people go back. They've got a ton of albums over the years yeah. and a lot of great music over the years. And, you know, we lost Dan McCafferty this year. That was a big loss. That sucks. You know, he was mm, such a unique singer. Very influential guy. Yeah. Yeah. I love Nazareth. It's kind of tough without him, but it's been that way for a long time. It doesn't really remind me of anything you would associate with Nazareth. They're just a basic rock band. Yeah. But the stuff I heard wasn't bad. Other than that, I mean, you know, God, so much. You may do mine. Yeah. What else you got? I don't have a ton that was like in serious contention for my list. There was a lot that I liked, but some of your picks are, were in my contention list, but I'm not going to spoil those now. But, uh, the other ones, Tony Martin thorns was a big one. Yeah. Uh, the ones that stood out the most was that, and I typically don't put EPs as part of my contenders, but I do have to give a shout out to Billy Idol for the cage EP that oh, he yeah. put out. I got that too. It's really fucking There's good. There's some cool stuff on there. Yeah. Especially yeah. the title track. That's one of the best things he's ever done. Yeah. Even it stands up to all of his 80s stuff. It really does. Um, Steve Stevens sounds incredible on guitar as always on that. Um, the other one, uh, and this was, uh, let me, I'll give a shout out. I'll give a shout out probably through the episode because, um, LC from Cobras and Fire, you know, we're both buddies in Spotify. I know yeah. that you don't like that and Baco doesn't like that. So <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like it. Well, we're like, it's just we're, not for me, but we're both into the stream because it turns you on to a lot of new stuff that yeah. you never would notice. Um, and he, you know, I wish I, I need to do this for this coming year because he, through the whole year, just created a playlist of cool stuff that he found yeah. and just for the, that was released this year. 
And a few months ago I was telling, I was like, God, I don't know how I'm going to put my best of list together. He's like, well, here's my public playlist. Check this out. And there's shit tons of albums on this playlist. So a lot of the stuff on this record, on this playlist wound up making my list. Oh, nice. So, um, but this was one that it didn't make my top 10, but it was in contention. It's a band, I think, out of Seattle called Hellbot. Have you heard of Hellbot? Only because I listened to Cobras and Fire. And yeah. that was Jason's, that was Baco's number one album of oh. the year. Oh, exactly. And, and what he played was killer. It's really good. Yeah. It almost made my top ten, but it didn't quite make it. But I want to shout out them because it's a really great record. Yeah. It's um, it's just self-titled Hellbot. But the song I was going to pick would have been American Sun. It's a, it's a great track. Nice. Um, other ones, I mean, I, I mentioned Def Leppard was a big letdown. Um, King's X was a letdown, but ones that almost made it corn Requiem, which came out this year. Yeah. And I haven't put corn on my list in a long time, but they almost made it on here. Cause it's one of the better records they've done. Oh, nice. I'll check that out. Saxon Carpe Diem yeah. came out. That was close in contention for me. Um, I think it's just awesome that Saxon's still out there cranking out music. And one of my favorite reviews of the record was like something like Saxon shouldn't be able to put out as great a music today as they are. Right. But uh, they're great. Um, and, you know, King's X wasn't even close to making my list, but Ty Tabor put out a solo album called Shades. It's really great. I've been checking out some of his older yeah. solo stuff. It's really good. Yeah. Also, Jelly Jam is another project he did with uh, Rod Morgenstein from um, Winger on yeah. drums. And that's a great project. It's Ty's side projects, I think, are the best of all the King's X side projects. Yeah. Um, also a local Nashville band. Um, I, it was an EP, so I couldn't really put it on my list was Lydia's castle. Yeah. And, you know, I've played them on the show in the past. Uh, amazing v- vocals on that great music. And, um, John Wysocki, who was Stain's drummer is their drummer now. Okay. And, um, Fozzie Boombox almost made my hailstorm. Uh, Shinedown Planet Zero was a pretty good record that came out this year too. That almost Ooh. made my list. Um, Orianthe, uh, put out a solo album called rock candy. Yeah. It's got some good stuff. It's a little bit more pop, more popish than what I would go for, which is saying something. I know she's known for her guitar. Is she Great guitar on that too? Yeah. She sings yeah. on it too. And, um, that almost made my list <laughs> another one than this. You're going to laugh, but there's some great rock on this record. Demi Lovato. It's a song <laughs> called Holy is album called Holy fuck. And for real? Uh, yeah. And, you know, she recruited Nita Strauss into her band from the Alice yeah. Cooper band. There's some good rock and roll metal stuff on this record. I'm not going to lie. And the, the harmonies and, and the hooks on it are actually pretty good. Um, I, I wouldn't dare make it one of my picks. Right. But, um, no, I wondered about that. If you like want to stray a little gonna... into, into pop world, it's about as close as you're going to get. I, I was very impressed with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you get Nita Strauss in the band, I mean, I wondered how she would contribute. I don't if know if she plays been... on this. I mean, I, I think this may have come out before Nita came on board, huh. but it's, but like she I got all these great rock songs. Well, now I need a kick ass guitarist to play them. But I'll tell you, I mean, Demi Lovato's done interviews where she says she's like a fan of like Demu Borgir and all kinds of metal. Huh. Um, this isn't really metal. It's more, it's more, it's still a pop record. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But there are shades of rock added into it. And like, you know, I know people are kind of like, oh, fuck her, blah, blah, blah. Take it for what it is. It's a good sign. If pop Ooh. artists are embracing rock stuff and even bringing that element in, yeah, that's a good thing, guys. It, it's keeping that, that music alive. Right. Um, also, Thunder Mother, Black and Gold. Oh, nice. I didn't even know about that. That's one. a good record that came out. And then uh, the last one I have was uh, Giant, which... 
it's not really a giant reunion because Dan Huff's not on it, but yeah. it's an album called Shifting Time that came out on Frontiers, and uh, that almost made my list as well. Hmm. And then some of your picks, I will mention which which ones of them almost made my list, but uh, but yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. We both got some good ones. Yeah. All right, so you ready to get right to it now? Yep. We got all the could have bens and should have bens and might have bens and all that out of the way. Here's my number 10 album of the year. This one came out on September 16th on Weathermaker Records. It's the 13th studio album by one of my favorite bands, Clutch. I'm always happy when Clutch comes out with new music because I like it all. They haven't. I don't think there's any album out there of theirs I would say I don't like. They're always solid. They're always solid. Yeah. And, I mean, talking about 13 studio albums... That's a lot for this band over the years. They've been cranking them out. And they're just as good as they ever were. Like, there's stuff on every album that I enjoy. So, again, one of my all-time favorite bands. The album's called Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. The whole album's really good. One of the songs I really dig is one called Skeletons on Mars. That's what I love about Clutch. You know, unlike some bands, you say, when this band comes out with something, I know what to expect. Right. And I expect Clutch to make my top 10 albums of the year. And, you know, just based on the amount of great stuff that came out this year, not as placed as high as I thought they would. Mm. But nonetheless, this is an amazing album through and through. Neil Fallon, just one of the most unique voices in in, in music today. Yeah. You know, and it, every time you hear them, you, you know it's clutch when you hear yeah, them. Yeah, oh yeah, you know? there ain't nothing like it. Yeah, they're kind of like the, uh, I guess, doom rock ACDC kind of. Oh, it, it grooves and it jams and, yeah. you know, it, it ebbs and it flows, you know. That's what you expect from clutch and they deliver the goods every time. The funny thing, though, the first track on the album is called Red Alert Boss Metal Zone, <laughs> which is like the most hated guitar pedal in, in the industry. Yeah. And like I, I had a, a long talk with Todd, Todd Zilla about that because I used to have a Boss Metal Zone and I used it for the band I played in. And I, I loved it myself, but it just it's widely panned amongst musicians. Yeah. So I'm sure that's probably the point of that song, too. Distortion overkill. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, all right. So, uh, good, good start here. So for me, um, my number 10 pick for the, for 2022 is a, a three piece band from Nashville formed in 2009. They've, uh, received substantial praise from Cobras and fire and airplay on their show. Uh, but for some reason I never really fully dove into this band. They're called goodbye June. Have you heard of goodbye June? I think just on the Cobras and fire show. Yeah. They're, um, they had an album in 2022 called See Where the Night Goes. It's full of catchy, hooky guitars, great production, distinctive vocals. It's, they've been described as blues-infused rock with hard-driving beats, blistering guitars, and down-and-dirty vocals. And there's loads of great tunes on this record, but I think it's summed up best by the title track. Yeah!
When those guys were talking about this band, Goodbye June, and then they said they were from Nashville, I was like, what? Never heard of this band. They're amazing. Yeah, that's, I love that. The vocals kind of reminds me a little bit of Jesse James Dupree, but it's, it's kind of like, yeah. like a Southern Fried ACDC. Kind of like, yeah, G, like Jesse Dupree, if he's saying for the Black Crows, yeah. with a little bit of ACDC flavoring in there. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff on that whole record. But yeah, that's the, the title track, See Where the Night Goes. So uh, yeah, check that one out. Man, I got to hear the rest of that. Like I said, they must have just been so good that they played one show here as a local <laughs> artist, got signed and sent out on the road, I guess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. What Pretty do you cool. Got, what do you got for your next one? All right, I want to talk about something, and it's about new bands. You know, new bands come out all the time. We're going to talk about some here today. We just talked about one just now. This is a Decibel Geek Podcast. We're always telling you about new bands. But an important part of that is sticking with these new bands. I know many years ago, there was a band that came upon the scene that everybody went crazy for. All the podcasts were talking about them. Is like, oh man, every this young rocking band that all these old timers really love. And then all of a sudden, I never hear nothing about them anymore. But they're still around. They're still putting out music. They're just I think they were on tour with Guar this last year. But this band is still around. I'm talking about Crowbot. Yep. Crowbot, I know you know the name. When they first came out, everybody was Crowbot crazy. Now, where's everybody at? People but, move on too quickly sometimes. And again, I think it might have something to do with the fact that there's so much out there now. Right. You know, you're on to the next, the next, the next, the next. But here's a band that deserved the loyalty. And they're still out there proving it. They came out with a new album this year on June 3rd on Mascot Records. The album's called Feel This. It's their fourth studio album, people. You're missing out on something. Don't forget about Crowbot. They're out to prove it with songs like Living on the Streets.
know, but before I sound too preachy, I'm kind of guilty of it myself because I had no idea Crowbot had, had come out with a new album this year. And then I was like, oh, wow, Crowbot. You know, I got to check that out. And the whole album is killer. And I go, where did I fall off with Crowbot? You know, I got to get back on track with this band. They definitely deserve a spot in my top 10. The the only thing I remember from Crowbot from this past year was the fact that they got robbed in Austin, Texas at one of their shows. Oh, they stole their whole their trailer full of all their oh, gear. Oh damn. It was around the time I was there in town. I didn't do it, I promise. But, <laughs> um, but I was it was it was when I was there and I saw a news story about it. I was like, Holy shit, Crowbot got robbed. I mean, it's hard enough for a band these days, but don't go stealing their stuff, guys. Yeah, why am I sitting on this road case that says Crowbot right now? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. That's not funny. I hate to hear that happen to no. anybody. You know, that really was a thing when Steve Rochelle was on the show and he told us about them getting robbed in Memphis and how right. that was a huge part in the downfall of that band. You know, it really set them back. Yeah, definitely. I hate that for anybody. But Crowbot, they got it back together. Like I said, opening up for Guar this last summer. I know a guy that went and seen him and said, man, that Crowbot's good. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I'd hear new bands out there still grabbing people. And you know what? Crowbot's not even a new band anymore. No, they've been around for quite a while now. And um, I know Baco interviewed them a couple of times and would get photos taken of them picking him up off the ground. And he called it Crowbotting. So he was trying to trademark a new name for something. See, we got to bring that back for this band. Right. (laughs) Trends come and go, just like Crowbotting, I guess. Right. Um, so for my next pick, um, my number nine of the year, uh, Guillotine. It's a band from Nashville. They're uh, they're you know listed as a heavy industrial band. Um, they were formerly known as Jake J and the Killjoys. Uh, it it's a you know they're industrial metal and they also have like anthemic metal and they do a lot of crazy kind of dark evil shit on stage. It's like it's. A little bit like Ramstein meets Kiss, kind of. It's um, okay. they they have like, they've got like fire breathers and dancers, and I just love the fact that they kind of introduce like horror into their music and also. So there is a lot of they put out an album called Odium this year. Odium this year, and it's a great record. It does have the industrial elements to it, some heavy stuff on there, but also the big thing, the big takeaway for me though is there's catchy stuff on here. Jake's actually a really good songwriter. And um, while there's a lot of industrial rock on this record, it's all great. I And uh, I love the element of horror that goes into it. Um, the song that I spun the most, though, was kind of a modern-day breakup tune that they did. That it, but it's going to get stuck in your head, I promise. This song's going to be an earworm for you. It's a track called Relit Cigarette. I'm sleeping alone in a queen-size bed tonight. To try to live and let die It's keeping me awake The memories are clear of you How much worse can it get This love is a Russian roulette Try to make old love brand new Broken hearted Ain't that a shame That the spark never turned Kind of if uh, 
Cheap Trick met Alice Cooper. Well, I don't know, man. That's like one of those songs where you think, now, if I had a radio station, I would put that in a heavy rotation yeah. because people are going to love that. Yeah, it sounds like a, an earworm pop tune. Yeah, or yeah. some kind of thing where people would be calling going, what was that? You know, play that again. Right. And I could hear it on like a movie soundtrack yeah. or something along those lines, like one of those rom-coms or something from the 90s. But, uh, but you've played other stuff by this I band, have. too, that's like heavier and yeah. rocking and you know, well, and it's it, all good. And I saw Jake, the singer from the band, at a at a show lately, um, one of the Rare Hair shows. And <clears throat> I was like, so what's what's in the plans for Guillotine for this year? And he's like, oh, we're going to go a lot more demonic and satanic. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, so if you're looking for more of that, what I just played, uh, you may not get it. But um, yeah. but yeah, but no, I, I love what they're doing. And uh, Zach Dubois, the drummer, and uh, Jeremy Barber is the guitar player. Yeah. Or bass player, I should say. And um, But yeah, you know, great guys, great musicians. And it's, it's good to see uh, homegrown Nashville talent making my list. Yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out. That brings me up to my next one, which is an album that initially wasn't on my list. Really? Like, I passed this up. Again, so much stuff coming out in 2022. It's hard to keep up with everything. It's hard to get everything on CD when it's coming out. And this was one I kind of let slip past me. And in retrospect, I wish I wouldn't have. Because after I had my list, what I thought was finalized, I was like, there's a few of these I need to go back to and listen to again just to make double sure right and this was one that it's like oh well there goes the scorpions you know <laughs> and it jumped right up onto the list right and then i listened to it again and i'm like man i really missed out on something here and then i was listening to a couple of choice tracks on it next thing i know it's climbing up the list and finally i had to say i have to stop listening to this because otherwise it's going to keep on creeping right and i'm never going to get done with this list in time so I said, stop, that's it, no more. But it's amazing, and I'm ready to go listen to it again. Right. It's so cool when, like you say, legacy bands that have been around for years, put out 14 studio albums, are putting out some of the best stuff that they've ever released in 2022. Right. A band that fits that description perfectly is Striper. You know, when I was young, I wasn't a big Striper fan. I was. <laughs> now that I'm older, I freaking love this band. Yeah. Like, I listen to their new stuff way more than I listen mm. to what people would consider to be classic Striper. This new album is amazing. It's so good. You know, Perry Richardson in the band, mm -hmm. that rhythm section is so strong. Between him and Robert Sweet, mm. they have got it down. Like, it this album's got like a power to it yeah. that those two are laying down and then the rest of it is just awesome right the guitar playing on this album is out of this world michael sweet's vocals just unfreaking believable the it's stuff this amazing. guy's doing yeah. yeah insane i love it came out on september 13th on frontiers records I knew they were going to get mentioned here today <laughs> yeah uncle josh <laughs> So many great songs on this album. I was having a hard time just picking one to showcase, but I finally settled on No Rest for the Wicked.
man, I'm loving everything about it. It's so powerful, so epic. The production is amazing. The music's all layered. There's stuff hidden in the background. The vocals are amazing. The background vocals are top-notch. They sound as good now as they did in the 80s. It's crazy. No, uh, they're better. Well, the, Way I will, better. This almost made my list. If you hadn't picked it, I was going probably going to. Um the thing I like about this record, though, I know you you're not you weren't a big fan in the '80s. I still would encourage you to go back and listen to some of those records because there's some stuff on this record though that I think harkens back to that yeah. era more so than the last few they put out. So I I think they're trying to kind of find a good common middle ground between the new striper and the old striper. Yeah, there's a little bit more of that um, on they this record. Be, they they're onto something good here because yeah. every time striper comes out mm. with an album, I'm always blown away by how good it is. Yeah, and it seems like every album that comes out by this band is better than the one before it. Yeah, no, I, I like this one a lot better than Goddamn Evil that yeah. came out last year. I think this was this is a much more complete record. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, really good choice there, and uh, I'm glad that made your list. They are it yeah i think that i would say knocking a bunch of bands out of their way to get there right so um to stay on the tip with uh classic bands putting out great material i'm gonna go for my next pick here um so Queensryche returned in 2022 with the follow-up to 2019's the verdict with uh the new album digital noise alliance and uh while they've been kind of hit and miss over the years i do think they've kind of come into their own with todd latore as their singer uh, this new record's got some cool elements of their 80s and early 90s material. And um, I saw in an interview that um, guitarist Michael Wilton ha- even dug out some of his old amps from the the early days to record this record. And uh, I think you can hear that on this stuff. There's a number of great songs on this record, but the opening track, In Extremis, really sets the whole tone for this record. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> sounds like their old stuff to me. It sounds like good Iron Maiden almost. Yeah, well, I mean, well, classic Queensryche kind of yeah. did have that sound, you know, to a point. But uh, I might be a Queensryche fan after oh, all. Oh yeah, maybe give them a heavier side of Queensryche. Maybe that's pretty other. cool, man. Yeah. I want to. I want to check out more of that. Yeah, that song. That, there's a lot of stuff on here that kind of has you know rage for order the warning and even you know up through empire operation mind crime of course but it's got 
you'll hear elements of all those records on this record. Yeah. Take away, which so if you're a Queensryche fan, you know I don't see how you couldn't like this record. It's it's one of the more complete things they've done, and no, I love this. It's uh, it, you know, and it's a great headphones record. It, it sounds really good yeah. in your ears when you play it up loud. But yeah, that's uh, and Casey Grillo on the drums, you know, replacing Scott Rockenfeld, which not an easy task because Scott's one of the best drummers in rock. But uh, yeah, I I. I didn't think this was going to make my list. I really didn't, but uh, I've just I've gone back to it over and over again since it came out. Wow! And I didn't even listen to this. It's a great record. To think I'll be an outcast amongst Queensrÿche fans <laughs> because I'll be like, "When did you get into Queensrÿche?" Like, oh, I came in in the Digital Alliance era. <laughs> That's funny. Get out of here! All right. Well, what do you got next? All right. So far, so good. Here's one that I was really looking forward to when it was announced it was finally coming out. It's been a long time since we got a new album from Skid Row. And this year, in 2022, last year in 2022, they came back with a whole new singer and a really exciting attitude. Like, they were excited to be back. They were hyping this ahead of time, like... This it kind of gave me feelings of being young when you know about an album coming out way ahead of time mm-hmm. and then be waiting for the day. And this was one I was actually waiting for the day. So I was real happy on October 14th when Skid Row released The Gang's All Here on Ear Music. It's their sixth studio album, few handful of different that's singers on believe. down the line. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what kind of always sucked about Skid Row was that they're so the good. But you can't really talk about them as the greats because they only got a handful of albums out all these years. It's a small sample size. Yeah, it's all good to me, though. I love all of it, including this album. You know, I thought it was pretty awesome. So, 10, 9, 8, 7. This is my seventh pick. Favorite album of the year, Gang's All Here by Skid Row. This is a song I dig a lot. It really takes me back to that first album. This sounds like it could fit right on there perfectly. With songs like When the Lights Come On. so skid row yeah (laughs) i mean if you're a skid row fan how could you want anything less than that that's kind of like piece of me part two yeah it could totally fit on that debut album anywhere up and down the track listing yeah i I like that yeah me too 
you know, the dude does Sebastian Bach better than Sebastian Bach <laughs> nowadays. So, I mean, nothing for Skid Row fans to complain about. Well, it's like Snake and Racer are like, hey, we get the voice and we don't have to deal with the baggage. Right. It's Here's a win-win. A guy that's, you know, young, excited to be here, you know, fighting for it, earning yeah. it. You know, we talked about like a week ago about Eric Ronwald and how he has struggled and battled to get to oh, this place where now he's hell. the lead vocalist of Skid Row and fits the band perfectly. Yeah. And I mean, and it'll honestly, I mean, in the long run, it'll be a stepping stone for him. I mean, it's a great thing to put on your resume for, you know, cause I mean, Skid Row is not going to last forever, but it's a good, it's a good step up for him. It gave him a lot more exposure than being in heat did for sure. Example, yeah. You know? Outside of our circles, most people don't know about heat. Right. So, um, but no, I'm happy for that kid and I'm happy for the guys in the band. I mean, yeah. it, it, this is, I think this is the best version of the band since the original version. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, and no discounting Johnny Solinger and the stuff they came out with him. It was just a tough time to be Skid Row in those years, but they, those albums are really good too. There but is good stuff there. Yeah. As far as like capturing like the, the people that are the fans that go, Oh, get back together with Sebastian Bach. That's not happening. But how about this? Right. Any fan that wanted that would listen to that and go, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I will not get back together with my ex-wife, but my new girlfriend looks just like her. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way better personality. Yeah, exactly. You're going to love her. Oh, man, that's too funny. But, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that made your list because that, that was definitely a highlight of the year. Yeah. And it was in contention for my list also. Keep them coming, guys. We want more. Now, this one sounded kind of like the debut album. Yeah. Next one, let's do a little more too. slave to the grind action. <laughs> that would but, be interesting. Uh, but then let's pump the brakes a little bit before we get to subhuman race. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> I think once was enough for that experiment. Uh, love you, Bob Rock, but no. Uh, all right, so we go to Sweden for my next pick, uh, but not with a newer band, as we usually do with Swede Swedish bands. Uh, the Helicopters formed in 1994, and they've put out quality material for years, but I was kind of a late arrival as a fan of this band. Um, as a Michael Monroe and Backyard Babies fan, I love Dragon's contributions to those acts. Um, but he's also a big part of this band as well. The only thing I knew about the Helicopters re until recently really was that they did some great Kiss covers back in the day because they're all big Kiss nerds. Um, their 2022 album, Eyes of Oblivion, has a lot of great music on it. It's got a throwback sound to kind of the 60s and 70s, but somehow it still kind of sounds timeless to me. And I especially love the track Reap a Hurricane. got an old school throwback garage yeah. sound to it but uh but yeah it just it's fun to listen to the whole record's really great it's one of the bands that i've always kind of heard of and heard other people like them but never really gave them a chance but 
here we are again in 2022 and I'm being enlightened on the new stuff and I want to check out more of that now. Yeah, it's really good. Dragon's just a great songwriter and I mean, he's everything he works with is great. So, and I think that, I don't know if he's on the new Michael Monroe album. I'd be kind of surprised if he was, but um, between him and Steve Conti, uh, they always do a great job with his yeah. stuff. But, uh, but no, I mean like I love backyard babies and the old Michael Monroe stuff. So um yeah, I got to check out more helicopters because uh, I've heard great things about them. I just never and they've really been around in. for quite a while, Since right? Nineties, yeah. yeah. So, they yeah. probably got a ton of albums. They do, yeah. So yeah, I'm. I this one caught me by surprise. I, I and I've listened to this album a lot in the last few months. Pretty cool, man. I like that. All right, so then that brings me up to my number six Decibel Geek album of the year. This is what I was excited about when it was announced that it was coming out, especially because. It was described as something that would cover the entire career of this artist, something that would be a little something for everybody all along the timeline of being a fan of Wednesday 13. And I'm always excited for new music from Wednesday 13, one of my favorite artists, one of my favorite singers. It reminds me of, uh, you know, death metal Stevie Rochelle. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. He's the Stevie Rochelle of death metal. They do sound similar. <laughs> yeah. That's what originally attracted me to them when I first heard the Murder Dolls way back in the day. I was like, wow, this stuff's super heavy. And this guy sounds like Stevie Rochelle. I like it. Right. And then just became, you know, I stuck with it all these years. And even in 2022, I'm excited when it's announced he's got a new album coming out. The new one was called Horrifier. It came out on October 7th on Napalm Records. And it is Wednesday 13th's ninth studio album. Full of good music, from the really heavy stuff to the more straight-ahead rock stuff that I'm more of a fan of. This one fits that description perfectly. The track's called Good Day to Be a Bad Guy. Such a good sense of humor in his music all the time. Yeah, and such a great songwriter and just stuff you want to, you know, pump your fist to, you know, speed I, a little bit in your car when you're listening to it. I got to think if Johnny Cash was in his 20s today, 
he would be like Wednesday yeah. 13. <laughs> I could see that. I could definitely see it's that. It's got like an outlaw country vibe to his stuff, even though it's got loads of distortion and stuff. Right. Yeah, the guitar tone on his stuff is always so thick and, and heavy. Have you ever heard his Bourbon Crow stuff? No. Uh-uh. Uh, that's some straight up Johnny Cash it, country music. I can hear music. the influence in that stuff. It's, yeah. That stuff is some of my favorite country music I've ever heard in my life. It's so good. That's so good. And this it, guy, he can do anything, man. Anything. I love Wednesday 13. And still, I think one of the best songs for when you're angry at somebody is the song Bad Things. Yeah. That song is so great. <laughs> So many great songs over the years by him. That's awesome. Wednesday 13, still going strong. You know it. And coming in strong at number six on my albums of the year. All right. So uh, some more Cobras and Fire love for my next pick. Uh, I first heard of the band Audrey Horn on their show. Oh, yeah. They introduced me to them, too. They're awesome. And until I did my research, I thought it was the dumbest band name I've ever heard because it sounds like a female solo artist. And then I did my research on it. Do you know where the name comes from? I know it comes from something, but I don't remember what it is. It's a character from the TV show Twin Peaks. From like back in the nineties. Nineties. Okay. Which I never watched Twin Peaks, so of oh. course I wouldn't know who the fuck Audrey Horn was. But uh, now it makes me want to watch Twin Peaks to find out why they named their band after this character. It is kind of a confusing name, though. You do read that and think, "Oh, this is a, a like you said, a yeah. female solo artist." That's like Taylor Swift, Jennifer Lopez, and Audrey, Audrey Horn. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like a rock band. Starring in Twin Peaks too. Yeah, exactly. Um, they were formed in 2002 in Bergen, Norway. When you when you hear this band, you're going to find it hard to believe that some of its members are actually in black metal bands like Enslaved and Gorgoroth. Oh, wow. Which you wouldn't expect when you hear this. And huh. it, well, there is a dark tone to their music, but there's still, you know, hooks for days on this stuff. Uh, the riffing on their new album, Devil's Bell, is incredible. And I think you're going to agree, especially on songs like Breakout. pretty killer yeah it's kind of got a ozzy jakey lee bark at the moon vibe to the yeah yeah i could hear that for sure i know when i think it was lc that told me about this band and like i went and listened to a couple of things and then went and immediately put their whole discography on my cd want list yeah that's really good stuff i mean the don't let the band name fool you there's there's good stuff there yeah it's really awesome all right so if we're talking about newer bands, well, here's one that made their debut in 2022. This was a band I featured earlier in the year in a Fresh Blood episode and got a lot of really great response to it when I played them there. And the more I listen to the album, the more I love it, the more it makes me feel good about the future of rock. 
because so far, I mean, I've talked about Clutch and I've talked about Striper and Skid Row, bands like that, Wednesday 13th on his ninth studio album. It's good to know that amongst all these legendary artists that put out amazing albums this last year, here's a band that's brand new, that debuted. The album came out on June 24th on Grove Records, and I'm talking about the debut self-titled album from the band Gunshine. Mm -hmm. This band gives me good feelings of capturing the spirit of that Sunset Strip era rock, kind of sleazy metal rock music that I love so much with a modern flavor to it, too. It's like this band has the modern production without making it sound robotic right. or synthesized or over levelated maybe this band still has got the ups and the downs. Like if you pulled this up on an audio file, it would look like something that Michael Wagner produced. That's right. got all the peaks and valleys in it. Right. They sound so good. Their songs are rocking and kick ass. I could have played anything off this album. If I was going to showcase something to say, you ought to check them out. I could have picked anything, but here's one that I like just as much as all the rest. It's called meet you there. And the 2022 Aaron Camaro Decibel Geek Rookie of the Year Award goes to Gunshine, my favorite new band of 2022. I think I read that they were from Pensacola, Florida. Yep, yeah, Florida band. That's cool. Just killer. The whole album is awesome. You want to have something you can show somebody that says, hey, rock is alive and well in 2022 and 2023? Play them a little bit of Gunshine. It's a brand new band. Gotta love it. Yeah, unique vocals on that, too. Like, uh, not too many people that sound like that. No. All right. So uh, my next pick is no stranger to the Decibel Geek listeners. Uh, we've been fans of and followers of Hardcore Superstar for many years now. Yeah. This band formed in Gothenburg, Sweden in 1997. They've released seven stu or 11 studio albums since then. Wow. 
They've uh, they came to our attention in 2011 with their "Come On Take On Me" album. I remember yeah. I, I brought the song the song uh, "Above the Law" into oh, the show. Oh man, Aaron was such like, "Such a good what song." What is that? So good. It was uh, that one kind of hooked us immediately. It's another band I kind of fell off with too. As much as I love that album. And I know in subsequent years, I always expected you to have them on your top 10. They've been close. But they, yeah, haven't made it. It's good to see them back. Yeah. Uh, singer Joachim Jockberg has one of the more unique voices in the genre. Melodic, but with enough grit to kind of stand out. And uh, their latest offering is called Abracadabra, with a K. And uh, has the band still producing awesome tunes with their memorable riffs and melodies. And they're on full display on the, tac- on the track forever and a day. And if we ever had to do a year in review of 2022, it would take us eight episodes <laughs> for as many good albums have come out this year. Like I said, nice to see Hardcore Superstar back in the top 10 yeah. of Chris Sinzak. Yeah, great band. And, you know, always, they always put out quality records. But, yeah, this this one kind of was a step up for me for uh, from the last few. But, yeah, I check them out. You know, Abracadabra with a K. With uh, a check K. Out, uh, Har- Hardcore Superstar. <laughs> um, great stuff. Here we are. Top five. This one bounced around a little bit for me. You know, I wasn't sure what to expect. I'm a big fan of Dave Ellefson, especially his place in the band Megadeth. Mm -hmm. You know, all that crazy stuff happened with him. Kind of felt bad for the guy. Don't think he deserved to be kicked out of Megadeth. No, I don't either. But nonetheless, he's gone. So I kind of had mixed feelings when they said Megadeth's coming out with a new album. Didn't want to hold it in too high regard, but still, I you know, it's a new Megadeth album, so I got to get it. I got to check it out. That's another one I picked it up on September 2nd when it came out on Tradecraft slash Universal Records, the 16th studio album from Megadeth. I was impressed. Yeah, me too. I was impressed. I kind of forgot, you know, that I had a little bit of a grudge at this album going in <laughs> beforehand, but... I mean, you can't argue with it. The songs are, for the most part, this album is, boy, it's damn near a perfect Megadeth album. There's really yeah. not a whole lot on here that's really weak. Uh-uh. You beat me to this one. This would have yeah. been my top five. Yeah, for, sure. for yeah. sure. I was super impressed with it. I always love it when Megadeth comes out with new music. Everybody says it's not as good as Dystopia. It's pretty damn close. I think it's better if than it ain't. Dystopia. Yeah? Yeah. I put it right up there. If not, yeah. not better. Here's a taste for you, which, you know, this is another one. I really could have picked anything off this album to showcase, but this one I like a lot. Some people look at you and feel sorry. 
is able to build to the future with newer sounding songs, but then still dip back into the past and take little pieces of work, what worked before yeah. and blend that all together on an album. And I feel like that's what Megadeth did with the sick, the dying and the dead, because you get tracks like killing time, which sound like they could have fit it on, on rust in peace. Mm-hmm. I think would, yeah. that song would be great on that album. And, wouldn't sound out of place in the least. Mm-mm. And there's other stuff that sounds like, you know, Megadeth progressing from where they've been lately. Mm-hmm. And then little tastes of stuff from the past, the good stuff from the past. Well, I always say, you know, Megadeth, you know, it's monkey see monkey do with Metallica. They always, they kind of always do a mirror album to whatever Metallica just did. Yeah. And this is their answer to hardwired to self-destruct. It's a pretty good answer. Yeah. It, it's a great good record. Answer. I, it absolutely would have been in my top five if you hadn't gotten already. Yeah. So yeah, oh, I, yeah. I've listened that. to this a lot this year. Yeah, that's amazing. If you know Metallica comes out with seventy two seasons and it's even better than Hardwired to Self Destruct. Yeah, what's Megadeth gonna do next? I still think <laughs> I still think those guys push each other. Yeah, they won't say so publicly, but I do think it's like okay, you did that. We'll top this. Yeah, you no, know? that makes total sense to me. I think there's still some competitive you know, rivalry going on between the two of them. And I think the beneficiaries of that it's us. is us. Yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah. Number five. Okay. So another band that should be familiar with our listeners is massive wagons out of the UK. Oh yeah. Because of you, yeah, they've become one of my favorite newer bands since I first heard their 2018 release. Full Nelson was one of my favorite albums that year. Uh, their combination of arena ready riffs, tongue in cheek, lyrics, melodies, take, you know, kind of make them stand out from the crowd. If you're in a bad mood, put on an album by Massive Wagons and you'll have a smile on your face in no time. Um, their 2022 album, Triggered, continues that formula with a little bit of social commentary thrown in. That's super evident on the examination of today's instant gratification society we live in in a song called Generation Prime. See, that's another one that sounds like you know you could play it on a radio and people would want to know what it was. Yeah, 
I I love that they can. It's like catchy but good hard rock but also comedy thrown in yeah and that's always going to be a winning formula for me now this was one that i listened to too and luckily for me i knew you'd pick this oh yeah <laughs> but i love it I, I think the whole thing is killer i mean this is a band that you've turned us on to over the years again and again and has supported for a long time and for good reason you know this band don't let you down they keep coming out with great stuff Every time they release something new, they should be much bigger than they are. Yeah. Like, I think they, they, that's one band where it's kind of like, this should translate with the mainstream audience. I would think so, I especially think the song like that, you yeah. know, and other songs on that album. It's, it's all good. Yep. So well written that, like you said, it, it would connect with a lot of people. If you got it out in front of a lot of people, we're putting it out in front of you, a lot of people pick up massive wagons. All right. Oh, getting down to it now. All right. My number three album of 2022 is a band that I expect to be on my top 10. There was other bands we talked about earlier that I expected to be on my top 10 that wouldn't even been in my top 20. This band don't let me down because they know what I love and I love classic kiss. More than just about anything else in the entire world, I love the music of classic Kiss. Can't get that no more. It's 2022. But wait, you can get something damn close that's going to make you feel good the same way that that music did from Kiss in the 70s. Talking about the one and only classic 78 one of the best bands, in my opinion, to come out in the last many years. When they come out with an album, it's always in my top five. Last time they came out with the double EPs, and those were amazing. And I still listen to them to this day. I just love it. I just love it. Because you don't get this from Kiss. And these guys do it so well. And come from a place of true love and appreciation of early Kiss that they strike out to give it the best shot they can to be as authentic sounding songs and delivery as possible. And they nailed it again in 2022 with the album Phantoms. I guess technically this would be their first full-length studio album, even though the other ones kind of count if you put the EPs together. But it's all good to me. Full of songs that sound like they were written by Kiss, performed by Kiss, and it's it blows my mind every time how close these guys bring it to that feeling, how they make me feel like I'm hearing new Kiss songs for the first time when these albums come out. You want a taste of that? You know I'm an Ace Fraley guy, so my favorite song on the album was Smoke and Mirrors.
Very spacey. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. Those guys are so cool. Sent us a couple of t-shirts. They did. That has no bearing on the ranking of this album because they earned it. If I could put them higher, I would. Yeah, we loved it anyway. It doesn't we appreciate the t-shirt? Yeah, but, uh, I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, yeah, but we, but yeah, no, it didn't have any bearing. It would have made my list too because you yeah. know, it's just it's a it's a true time warp listening to their stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it makes you feel good, you know. And you're not getting that from real Kiss. No, yeah, especially not these days. But you're definitely getting it from Classic '78. If you are a Kiss fan and you haven't gotten Phantoms, what? are you doing you're missing out what are you doing stop whatever you're doing right as soon as this episode is over and get online and order up classic 78 phantoms if you don't have the other stuff you got to get that too you're gonna love it trust me yeah might change your life good guys kiss fans all right so uh we're down to my number three now right um yes all right if you remember and liked the old band do you remember the band veins of jenna yeah, I do. Steve, I think Stevie Rochelle was involved with managing. Yeah, them. he was. Well, a few years back, you know, they were they were kind of they were gaining steam, and then I think it just fell apart. But uh, you've got to check out Veins of Jenna Liz, singer Lizzie Devine's band, current band, which is called the Cruel Intentions, and uh, they were formed in 2015, and they have like it's like the perfect mix of sleazy Sunset Strip sound, and it's just fresh. It's fun. And uh, they put out a 20, an album in 2022 called Venomous Anonymous, and it's just it just bounces with lots of gang vocals, gritty lead vocals, uh, big drums, big guitars. You know, you'll you'll get the idea. But uh, yeah, the title track in particular is just awesome. Tell me that ain't got the spirit. I'll take you back. Yeah. <laughs> na 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 na. Yeah. Well placed. It takes balls in 2022 to do na na na. They get they get number three on my list just for that alone. Nice. <laughs> but a lot of dudes' voice. It's just yeah. it's just it's kind of whiny and bratty, but it it just fits that music. No, that's super cool, man. I like that. Yeah. Stuff. Venomous Anonymous. What a great name for an album. Your uh, your your want list is getting bigger and bigger, isn't it? <laughs> As it does every single year when we do this. The only ones I already have are the ones on my list, and then I got to go f- figure out where the hell I'm going to find all your crazy all right. picks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of mine's going to be import stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here we are. Top two for each of Top us. Top two for each of us, kicking it off right here with mine. You know, I was complaining a little earlier in the year, and I was like, hey, what happened with that Quiet Riot album we were supposed to get with Jizzy Pearl on vocals? They said it was coming out in 2022. Where is it at? And then I thought, man, I can't believe it. I wonder if it came out and I didn't know it. So I get online, and I'm talking about in, like, November. 
Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. And I go, what? Jizzy Pearl came out with an album in January? And I had no idea. <laughs> no clue. I love when Jizzy Pearl comes out with new albums because Jizzy Pearl is one of my favorite singers. He's one of my favorite songwriters. He's got everything within him that I love about rock music. If you're a fan of old love-hate, which I am, I love that stuff a lot, this is going to be right up your alley. Everything Jizzy Pearl does nowadays is as Jizzy Pearl's love-hate, unless he's playing with a different band, but when he's doing his own thing, he's Jizzy Pearl's love-hate. That's the way this one's labeled. The album's called Hell California. It came out way back on January 20th on Golden Robot Records. I had no idea. (laughs) This is the kind of thing I usually watch for, and this one even snuck past me. Work on your marketing, Golden Robot. Oh, man, I can't believe it. But I was so excited. I went to my wife, and I was like, here's the website. Here's 15 bucks. I need this, like, right now. And she's like, what is it? I said, it's a CD. She's like, you need it right now? Right now. (laughs) Quick. As fast as you can get it here. And when it arrived, again, kind of like Clutch, kind of like Striper. And Wednesday 13, when these guys are coming out with new albums, you kind of have a certain level of expectation. Kind of like Ugly Kid Joe. Sometimes these expectations are not met. Sometimes these expectations are too high. I'm a huge fan of Love Hate. I'm a fan of Quiet Riot when Jizzy Pearl's around. Mm -hmm. Pretty much anything this guy does, I love it. I just love his unique vocal style, his delivery, the fact that everything he does rocks. Even the ballads are killer. There's a couple of ballads on this album that are just awesome. I'm not a big ballads guy, as you may know. Yeah, that's something for you to say that. But when Jizzy Pearl does it, it's always got like an edge to it that doesn't make it cheesy or wimpy it's still really good but as far as delivering straightforward hard rock kick-ass music nobody does it better and from hell california this is love hate and jizzy pearl or jizzy pearl's love hate and a song called bruised and battered it so much man it's easily my number two album of 2022 i put it higher if i could but there's only one album that kept it from that spot but i mean as far as if you're a fan of 
80s, 90s rock, you know, heavy, hard edge rock music. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with this album. It's it's awesome, man. And I love that Jizzy Pearl continues to put out music in so many different bands. Still looking forward to that new Quiet Riot. Yeah, me too. But this will definitely hold me over. And Jizzy Pearl's got a really cool YouTube channel right now. I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but he basically tells the story of what it took for him to create this album, Hell California, and he lays it all out. Then on top of that, he tells fun stories from back in the day on the Sunset Strip and it's really cool. You should check out Jizzy Pearl's YouTube channel. It's very entertaining, and uh, got to give a big thumbs up to Darren Householder for the guitar work on this on album. That. Yeah, oh. he's a great player. The whole thing, man. Jizzy Pearl is a master, and that's why he is number two, 2022 album of the year, in my opinion, <clears throat> right here on Decibel Geek. All right. So we're ready for my number two here. Um when the Biters broke up a few years back, it was a sad day for me. Um, they were an Atlanta hard rock band, and they were kind of like a beacon of light for those of us that like the old school hard rock sound. And um, when Tuck Smith announced he was going to work on a new project called Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, I was hopeful but kind of skeptical and you know worried it wasn't going to live up to the Biters um, sound that I love so much. Uh, I'm happy to say that his new ballad, Ballad of a Misspent Youth, it does live up to the old stuff and at some points even surpasses it, I think. Nice. Uh, there's literally not a bad song on this record. It's 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 got everything that I look for in a rock album. It's got great songwriting, singing, music, solos, lots of hooks. And uh, for a while, I thought this record was going to run away with my number one, but it does land here today at number two. And I especially love the Thin Lizzy vibe, of course, on this song uh, called Girls on the East Side of Town. to that song yeah, it's a good throwback happy happy rock and roll but yeah definite with the twin guitar lead stuff it's it's got that thin lizzie yeah. vibe to it oh yeah i hear the lizzie love in that yeah that'll always win me over I'm, I'm an easy sell when it comes to that stuff heck yeah i love it that's pretty cool i don't know what it is with that if i heard something i didn't think i liked or what but i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again because okay. I didn't rank that one that high and didn't think that much of it. But that song, maybe I missed that one. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to go back and listen to it again because I hear so many people talking about how great that is. And in 2022, when you got so many people unanimously loving something that's relatively new, yeah, <clears throat> there's something there. There's a little more hard rock on that record in other parts, too. Yeah. But yeah, that, I mean, obviously the Thin Lizzy thing is what I want to show off. Yeah, so that's why no, I, I like that. that. Yeah. 
Can't go wrong with that. If you're going to be influenced by awesome bands, well, that's shit. That's the way to do it nowadays. I mean, if you look at a lot of these up-and-coming bands, you can tell a lot of the influences, and it's a, a lot of influences from a lot of different directions, a lot of different bands kind of mishmash together, and it creates something completely new out of that, which is great yeah. as long as you're getting influence from the right places. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, the Biters had a little bit of Thin Lizzy influence, yeah. too. So oh, yeah. I'm I just happy to see he carried that on. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, here we are. Yeah, number one time. The moment we've all been waiting for. I think I might have spoiled this one a couple of weeks ago. Ace Frehley. Ace Frehley not put out an album this year. It's coming in the spring. Remember? He didn't put a record out, so I'm just going to play New York Groove. <laughs> no. Ace Frehley actually has to put out an album to be number one. He did not put out an Maybe album this year. Maybe in 2023 we'll get one. That's what they're saying. Yeah. It's supposed to be almost finished. In the spring it's coming out, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've never heard that before. No. <laughs> All right, all joking aside, time to get serious. This is, without a doubt, without question, easily my number one album really? of 2022. Okay. After the last one, I didn't know what to expect. When Ordinary Man came out, what, was it last year, the year before? A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, there was a handful of songs on there that were pretty good, but for the most part, it just sounded overproduced. It, it had, you know, had Elton John on it for crying out loud. You really can't let that go. I'll you? never let that go. It was <laughs> Damn not, you, Ozzy. It wasn't good, you know. <laughs> Handful of good songs on that. Couldn't complain too much. Yeah. When it came out, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was not my album of the year. No. But this album comes back, and I'm a little nervous, you know, because the last one was just kind of okay. This one, man, this one blew me away. With all the guest guitarists, I was like, oh, man, is this going to be something that sounds like, you know, 10 different tracks? Yeah, because sometimes that can backfire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that with other albums that have, like, guests, and it doesn't sound cohesive. Right. Somehow, with all the different players on this, maybe it's the strong, solid, you know, the, the core of the band, the rhythm section. I don't know. This is one amazing Ozzy Osbourne album. I was completely blown away. When I heard the single, I was like, oh, hell yes. The single alone was better than anything on Ordinary Man. You're talking about the title track? The title track, that, yeah. That's one of my favorite songs of the year. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a, one of his best songs, yeah. But on top of that, it was, well, and then too, it was cool to hear the new Ozzy song being played on radio. Yeah, it did get good play. It got some good airplay. Yeah. People are excited for it for good reason. It's the best thing Ozzy Osbourne's done in a long, long time. And to think that he's at the twilight of his career. Yeah. And he keeps pushing that twilight back somehow and still manages to come out with new music. You know, Ozzy Osbourne, when I was a little bitty kid, I listened to my dad's Black Sabbath records and loved it. And when I got old enough to start buying my own music, I was always in on Ozzy. It was like Kiss, Poison, Ozzy, all that. Once once I got out of Kiss and into other stuff, it exploded into, like I said, Motley Crue and you know even Metallica and stuff like that. But Ozzy was always like number two because I love Sabbath so much, but I was such a Kiss fan that Ozzy was always number two to me. There's never been a new Ozzy album come out that I haven't got 
if not the day of release, damn near close to it. Right. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know. I didn't think it was going to be this good. I mean, it was cool when they announced like, oh, Zach Wilde is going to be on it. Right. And Tony Iommi is going to be on it. You know, and then Jeff Beck Jeff and you Beck. Th- Eric Clapton, and you think, how's that going to work? It works yeah, well. He, I, that track's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Those guys, you think, oh, no. You know, because originally I thought, oh, no. You know, Eric Clapton's going <laughs> to yeah. come in. And he's going to have Ozzy singing, you know, Wonderful uh, Tonight or Tears, Tears, Tears in, in Heaven, Heaven or yeah. something, you know, it's going to be <laughs> Elton John all over again. But it wasn't like Eric Clapton and Jeff Beck come in and play guitar to fit an Ozzy song. Yeah. Like, it's like, what if these guys were the guitarists for Ozzy? What would they sound like? What would they play like? Mm-hmm. They didn't try to take Ozzy's song and hijack it. They tried to enhance what Ozzy was doing. And in every single instance on this album, it's a success. Right. There's not a bad song on it. Not a single one. Everything is awesome. One thing that really caught me off guard was when it was uh, Mike McCready playing guitar on a song. And I thought, the dude from Pearl Jam? Yeah, but he's a big metalhead. But he is. I've always known him to be a big Kiss fan. Yeah. You know, and so I thought, well... That's going to be weird. Is he able to do it? I know when Pearl Jam wants to rock, they can. Sure. And that's all him. But they usually don't. It's like, yeah, when he gets the little bit of say in something, yeah. it's a good Pearl Jam song. Otherwise, it's some ukulele shit. <laughs> but they this the song, I mean, I love them all, and I love them all for different reasons, and I've heard them all played in different places and different people's year-end lists and everything. Mm-hmm. I like the song with Mike McCready a lot. I think it's one of the better songs on the album, on an album full of amazing songs. Thank you, Ozzy Osbourne. You did it again. I don't know how you keep doing it, but you did it again. the one thing for me this year putting this list together that was easy and when i put my initial list together ozzy osbourne was at the top Mm. nobody ever knocked him down jizzy pearl comes close classic 78 comes close megadeth even comes close but nobody tops the master the lord and savior (laughs) of hard rock and heavy metal music the one and only ozzy osbourne who would have thunk it in 2022 Ozzy freaking Osbourne is coming out with some of the best music of his entire career. Oh, and it's, you know, it, I know it made a lot of top people's top lists. I don't know that 
I've seen anyone else put it at number one. Loose cannon. Oh, I guess he. Yeah, I guess he did. Yeah, he did. Okay, so um, but I, the only thing is, I think some people view everything through a prism of you know skepticism, and negativity these days. Because I remember people panning this immediately when it came out, and and I'm listening to it, going, "What am I not hearing that they yeah. are?" Because I'm like, I think it's pretty great. I mean, I, I I like pretty much all the songs on the record. Sometimes I think people just do that and don't even listen to the record and just want to go out yeah. and say negative shit, you know? And then when you truly listen to it, you go, well, these guys are idiots. Why would I listen to them anyway? I think the only gripe I could have about this would be there's obvious use of auto-tune going on with his voice. But, but it's not like super robo like it was on the last yeah, album. Yeah, it doesn't kill my enjoyment of it because no. I also understand the position that Ozzy's in right now. Right, and like I said, yeah. they found a way to do it by making him sound original right. and because ordinary man, that was my biggest gripe with that album was that he sounded like robo Ozzy yeah. really bad. Yeah. Like this they didn't is, even try to hide it. it. This is a much more consistent record than like, that one. Was. What if Ozzy sang for the deaf tones, right? You know, it was yeah. not good, but they found a way to through studio magic. I got to imagine. Yeah. Make him sound authentic. Yeah. Instead of sounding like he's run through a processor. And I think that the that song's great, but I, I also think the title track, you know, that that's one of the best songs of the year, I think. Oh um, yeah. It's just it's one of the best songs from Ozzy in pe- period, you know. I mean, I could have picked that as the song yeah. to showcase, but I'm sure everybody's heard it by yeah. now, so I want to go something a little bit deeper. And it's cool to, you know, hear Mike McCready jamming out on that, you know, kind of untethered from yeah. Pearl Jam. So, that's cool. Um, well, before I get to my uh number 1 pick, which is going to be our playout song, you want to wrap things up? All right. Um, well, here we are, 2023. 2022 was a pretty good year. You know, we uh enjoyed a lot of great music this year. We did. We're always interested in hearing what you think. So in the comments section, why don't you let us know what your number one album or even top five or top 10 yeah. albums of 2022 were. Yeah. And then maybe let us know what you're looking forward to in 2023. I know, like we said, Ace Frehley's supposed to have new stuff coming out. I hear Judas Priest has got something in the works. There's a lot of cool bands that got yeah. stuff coming in the next year too. So will this trend continue? Will we be bombarded and overloaded with amazing music? Oh God, what a problem to have! Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. And yeah, and tell us what we got wrong. Tell us, uh, you say how how the fuck could you forget X band or Y band? Because there always is. Yeah, but there and that's but that's is. one of my favorite things is like people will tell us what we miss, and then I'm like, uh, oh cool, more shit to listen to. Right? So yep. uh, I never complain about that. No, it never fails. Every year I go home after this all over and be like, no, no, I forgot yep. they had a new album, or I had no idea they had a new it album. Every and time. It's amazing, and yeah. Well, it's fun. It's fun to go through and take the look back and really pick our favorite stuff and be able to showcase it for people, you know, that maybe missed something earlier in the year. Yeah. And that's what we're basically here for. You know, we love to talk about rock music. We like to talk about metal music. We like to make sure people are up to date with what's going on in the world of rock music. And I mean, it's fun for us. If it wasn't, we wouldn't be doing it for as long as we have. Almost 12 years. And still enjoying it. (laughs) And, you know, I got to say, it's been really awesome to record in here with you today and be in the same room. It's very cool. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've done this. I miss this. Yeah, it was was cool to hang out again. And uh, But, yeah, just nice to sit back and uh, just have fun talking about music again. And it's a a welcome break from Rock and Pot Shit. So I appreciate that, too. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, to get to my number one, um, you know, I, you know, there was a number of groups on here that like hardcore superstar, massive wagons. Some of these are my old favorites and 
it would have been easy to lean on one of those. And Tuck Smith was right there in the running for number one for a long time. But then this album came out of nowhere to me a few months ago. And I'll tell you that I've, I've listened to this record this year more than any other record. And, wow. and it's a band I really didn't know anything about until a few months ago. And, uh, when you think of napalm records, you don't really think of great melodic hard rock music. Not generally. <laughs> but they uh, they knocked it out of the park when they released Sweet Poison by a band called The New Roses. Have you ever heard of The New Roses? I think I've heard of them, but I don't really know a whole lot about them. So they were formed in 2007 in Wiesbaden, Germany. I think okay. that's my best All attempt right. at a German accent. I think Michael Wagner would approve that one. They have opened for numerous big names, including Accept and a lot of other bands, and they've released five studio albums. But yeah, I first heard this a few months ago. It's been in constant rotation since. It's great from top to bottom. I don't think I've skipped a track on this ever. The, every single song on this record is awesome. Wow. And while I'm playing just one song off this re- record, please do yourself a favor and look up the whole thing because it's awesome. It's called Sweet Poison by the New Roses. And uh, my number one song and album of 2022 is this catchy track. It's going to leave you with a smile on your face. It's called First Time for Everything. And we'll see you next week. See ya. She's standing there, so beautiful. And every smile works like a miracle. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 